Welcome to Blabbering. A week-by-week glimpse into a couple stumbling through life with a newborn. I'm Tilly. And I'm Dan. Each week over dinner, you'll learn Tilly is quite the feeder. We'll discuss the realities of raising our baby, talking through the highs, lows and honest confessions of this thing called parenting. Parenting won't be easy, but let's at least laugh about it. This This is Blabbering. (laughs) Welcome all to week two of Blabbering. So, this week we've got mac and cheese. What's in it? I mean, pasta. Lots of Good. cheese. Good. Uh, a bit of chorizo for you, because you wanted a little bit. We wanted it, do you? I did. You wanted the bougie mac and cheese, but you're get chorizo. And what type of pasta's in there? Well, gluten-free dino pasta. Looks more. So, what's been the update this week, then? We're still incredibly sore. That is, it's continuing. I don't feel like much has changed really. I feel like we've just gotten used to it. Yeah, we've got into a bit of a routine on the sleep stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. We've got into a partial routine. Yeah, she's not. She's, she's nowhere near. Our little baby Moonbeam, which is our little code name for her name. We haven't called her Moonbeam. Oh, you finished? She's got these fucking little claw hands. Oh, do you put some white in the eye there, Bubba? Why'd you do that to yourself? Oh, she's got these, sh- her nails are oh, currently sure. little like claws. What, did it, did it, and she's a bit, she can often be a bit unsure whether she's going to oh. eat or not. So given her little claw hands, I often have to play hand defense and hold one of the hands just so that she doesn't scratch up the booby. So I suppose, Bubs, what's what have been your highs and lows? Okay. Highs. Probably, I know, you know, there was a bit of a discussion about it beforehand, but I'm quite glad we've got the formula. So the aim previously was to do all, <clears throat> all breast, straight from the breast, for as much as possible, and express what's needed. But... It, it, that meant obviously that Tilly couldn't sleep at all because she would just always have to be awake every sort of hour, two hours to, to do anything. So we got some we got some formula for night time and that's also helpful for me because it doesn't just mean that I'm working with sort of oh, trying to spread oh. one feed over a whole night time. <laughs> I'm not sort of trying to spread one feed over like four hours. Instead I've got like multiple that I can sort of spread and I can make more fit, more formula etc so that's been quite good lows probably my nightmares yeah yeah so I have these fun recurring nightmares so a big thing in what's SID stand for again sudden infant death sudden I was going to go spontaneous and I thought that was a bit too it, fun I think it's sudden yeah it is sudden it's not spontaneous infant death it's sudden infant death syndrome and that just basically is your baby's died in some way, but they can't quite work out what it is. Mm-hmm. And so they've now correlated lots of different things with it, but they've not really got a specific causation, because a lot of the time it could be something like suffocation or, or these sorts of things. No, when it comes to that, they know what that is. Sometimes it doesn't do, but it's not like this. Uh, well, like they were saying that correlated things with SIDS are having toys in the cot, having blankets in the cot, things that could be choked on. 
no, lots and and sleeping with other people because so basically sounds like either choking on something or being flattened or being dropped out of bed. That makes that can cause obviously baby death. But I didn't know that was still counted as said that said that when those babies all just died. No, I, I think they still count that maybe to, to decrease the amount that people feel murderous. Okay. Anyhow, back on to my point. So one of the things with sudden infant death is co-sleeping and they recommend that you certain ways of co-sleeping and that you don't ever sort of fall asleep with the baby in certain positions. Now, I keep having a nightmare that I'm in bed, lying there with the duvets up to my chest and I've got the baby on the duvet on my chest and then I'll wake up to find that the baby somehow ended up getting wrapped up in all the duvet and so I can't then find the baby and I know that she's sort of suffocating and so I'm then sort of scrambling through. I keep waking up believing it. In fact, not last night but the night before, I woke up and actually lifted all the sheets and checked all four corners and then I was like, oh, Tilly's not here, Tilly's got the baby. So yeah, horrible nightmares recurring basically every night, sometimes multiple times a night that I have fallen asleep while holding her. She's rolled under the duvet, being swallowed into the duvet, and I can't find her in time. So I wake up, check all the bedding, and then realize that she wasn't even here in the first place. Which is horrible for you, but I'm the outside. It's quite funny for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad at least there's some positivity to come out of, come out of this absolute horror show from my point of view. Yeah, obviously for you, scarring for me. <laughs> quite funny on the outside. <laughs> Just sort of see you mumbling and scrambling through the duvet. Okay, just asking like, where's she gone? And I'm there like holding the baby. Oh, what the fuck are you on about? Because you do also like to talk in your sleep, so it sort of coincides with that. You get like real staticky in your sleep. Yeah. I'll ask you to like roll over or something, and you'll go, I am, and I'm like, you're not. And you go, I don't care, roll over, and then you go, okay, and then you just stay there. And I go, can you roll over? Because you. You snore when you're on your back, and you're like, you're right. And you go, yeah, I am, and I'm like, well, you're not. And you'll go, oh, God, all right. And you'll still stay there. You won't do anything. Or you'll speak, and I go, oh, sorry, what? Because I don't really realise you're speaking in your sleep, and you'll go, you'll go Ugh, don't worry. <laughs> or you'll just go, it's not for you. And I'm like, all right. Who's <laughs> it for then? I do do that when awake sometimes. Sometimes I'll be talking to myself and you'll be like, pardon me, I'll be like, stop interrupting me. <laughs> That's true. You do. No. It's delightful for <laughs> you. Just pleasant all around. Just pleasant. Great manners. Well, Very. It doesn't matter, you just shout out. That's a horrible name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what name you're referring to, hope you're not. Brian. Okay, so from your high and your low, what's been your what's been your funny moment for the week? Funny for the week. I don't feel like you've been lunch. No, no. Um, let's see. Fatty. Fatty's our dog, by the way. She's not just talking to the baby, giving her a complex. Complex at the age of zero. So uh, we've got a dog to Bordeaux who's well a mix of breeds, but predominantly dog to Bordeaux who's hiding under the table currently, hoping for past this to be dropped. Which very often quite a bit. On baby's face at this <laughs> rate. 
and some of it's then <laughs> some of it's then falling off baby space onto the floor. So Fatty, our dog, is oh, probably before, also love. Try not to clatter the cutlery on the plate. That's all right. When they were eating. Yeah, I know, but it'll sound very loud on the. In the People will get on board. If they're listening to us, we're going to be eating a bit every time. It's going to be clattering. Well, I might try and, try and use slightly different plates and cutlery. It's also like rubber plates. Rubber plates, plastic cutlery. Some yeah, proper baby stuff. Absolutely <laughs> tell. We're no, we're no fucking Angela Hartnett. We don't have that. We're not trained yet to be able to eat and record at the same time. I've probably got much more expensive gears than we've got. What, my £13 a pot mics from Amazon? Yeah. Oh, that was a nibble of a nipple, thank you for that. Ooh. Okay, funnies. It feels like a bit of a sort of ungrateful, poor sense of humour thing to just not be able to think of a funny moment all week. <laughs> I am, do you know, I am enjoying her, her reactions to things. Yeah. She's starting to... Like she'll breathe in odd ways. Like she'll she'll hold her hands sort of to her face, kind she of quite expressive. Yeah, and sort of look like she's thinking or look like she's kind of shocked. You know, hand up to the temple, sort of. Oh no! Um, and then also the yawns. She'll just go from having everything sort of scrunched up, like shoulder, like chin to shoulder, and then suddenly she'll just elongate. And yawn as wide and loud as possible and go from like rhino into a giraffe. I think that's probably the funny. That'll make me giggle a few times a day. So, sort of a low funny but consistent. Good. How about you then? Okay. That's been my high of the week. I mean, getting a breast pump has been pretty good. Yeah. That's handy. Although my boobs, I don't want to seem to give up much milk yet. She likes sucking them dry. Well, that's very handy. You've got a snazzy one that fits in the bra and you can walk around with it. So that's pretty good. Oh, I was pretty nice seeing her with Granny yesterday. So she got to meet her great granny for the first time. And that was really nice. My granny's been in a home for a while and she's been waiting a long time to meet her great granddaughter. So that was really nice. I had to go meet her yesterday and have a hold. Yeah, that was very, very sweet. That was a, that was a nice moment of the week. Loads. Well. I think I had a low moment last night, didn't I? Yeah, you're choosing that over being being ill. Well, I don't know. I think we could go for multiple. <laughs> so not yesterday, the day before, I sort of had like a twenty-four hour fluey thing. Felt really, really rough, and achy, shivery, sore, headachey, all that joyful stuff. And sort of staying up with her that night, which was being a bit fussy, and I was feeling rubbish. Wasn't the best time of my life. <laughs> Yeah, that's really that's very sore and uncomfortable. And then last night we were gonna record this. Yeah. And then she was just she'd been really hungry the whole day and my nipples were really, really, really sore. And then she wasn't latching and she was crying and she was scratching. I mean she wouldn't she wouldn't latch on and I just had a little a little teary moment. You did. While I was on the phone to my brother. Yeah. So I had to tell him I'd call him back. <clears throat> yeah. Struggled a bit. Felt a bit much for a moment. Yeah, fair enough. Done with it. Not done with it. Not, you know, but in that point in time, you just didn't have much left, as it way. You know, just yeah. needed a moment to regroup, regather. And... Yeah, I just, yeah. I felt rubbish. I felt like I couldn't give her what she wanted, what she needed. 
Yep, but it was alright, you'd expressed previously, so I just took her and grabbed the old syringe and started piping the express breast milk into her mouth. Yeah, it was fine, we had our spirits and dinner, that's probably better, and then didn't gave her another feed and that was all good, and she was she settled down nicely. But yeah, it was just sort of a little half an hour of being a bit weepy. You've avoided the fact that you sweated through the sheets as well in your in your lows. That was delightful as well. Yeah, sweated through my pajamas and my bed sheets. <laughs> yeah. Hence the reason for sleeping in the sleeping bag. And what's your funny then? Not <laughs> having really grim time. <laughs> not. No, it's but it's just... not been as funny as there were some funny moments in the first week. I think this week it's kind of you've settled into a bit, so the sort of the lows aren't as low and the highs aren't as high, but it all just feels a bit more normal, as it were. Yeah, and there's been some really nice moments. Like, last night, we were on a sofa. Oh, you're really tugging on the old nipple there. Thank you for that. She loves doing that. So I was really, really yanking on the nipple. Uh, which means I'm ending up like, mentally long nipples. Um, Telescopic titty. Will they go back? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> What will, what will be left of my boobs after all this? Um, yeah, last night we were all on the sofa and you'd fallen asleep. And so you were sleeping on the sofa, Fatty was sleeping on the armchair, and then she was sleeping on me. And I was just sat there just thinking, oh, this is really nice, this is our little family. So there's been lots of cute moments like that, yeah. which I think it's important to like remember when you're feeling a bit tired and stuff. Like We've wanted this for a long time, and we're very lucky. But sometimes, well, like, uh, it's quite tiring, actually. Definitely. Which is, of course, what everyone tells you. Yeah, so some people said, oh, yeah, the first sort of four weeks, six weeks. But your friend came out and said the first 12 weeks. <laughs> that was a bit alarming. That was a bit like, oh, shit, I thought we were, like, maybe a third of the way through. But no. I think it depends on the Being... baby. Like, it really depends on the child. Some, some babies are easier than others, like... Flo is telling me, Flo is my sister, telling me about her friend. And like her babs already sleeps about the whole way through the night and has been for ages. How old's her baby? Well now it's like Well how old was she? I guess. Six months. But she's been doing it for like most for like a long time. Not sure exactly how long, but she never felt like she struggled with the sleep thing. Lucky cow. Do you feel like I could let her sleep for longer at night? But you're not meant you're meant to feed them more regularly, so like Often she'll go down at about nine, and I have to wake her up at twelve for a feed. Twelve or one, depending how long she fed before at nine. Because she was, she would sleep for longer if I let her. Yeah. So this is currently a bit of a battle of ours. Is is the sleep? I'm currently trying to get her sleeping on some sort of comfortable but flat surface a lot more, because currently the main places that she sleeps is against our body, be it sort of being held or in the papoose or, you know, whatever, but sometimes in the car seat if we're driving around, but she's not yet sleeping flat. And I think that hopefully will help my nightmares because if she's sleeping flat, she's in the next to me, which is a cot sort of just off our bed. And therefore she's nowhere in the bed and she's not at risk of kind of 
me rolling into her, me sort of folding the duvets over her and that sort of stuff. So I'm hoping that ends up being a sleep solution, sleepution, sleepution. But who knows? I might be in a sleeping bag till she's 18 at this rate. That might be that intimacy and spirit. It's gone. It's gone. This is it. I'm in a sleeping bag. No siblings for you. <laughs> How come you're an only child? Your parents said they wanted three kids. Well, Daddy kept on a recurring nightmare to the point. We three kids now, weren't we? No, one was adopted. Okay. Daddy was in a sleeping bag up until the point that I was 18. Well, at least till she's in her own room, which will be what? Six months? Yes, there we go. Just so easy for six months. Yeah. Well, if we can get her into that next to me, we can at least. Well, we need to start trying this year so we keep. I keep being. We keep being downstairs all the time, so we need to be upstairs. Yeah, because our current tag team TV watching system doesn't help with kind of me going up to bed at about nine, ten ish, you watching stuff down on the sofa with her till Two. somewhere between, yeah. And then I'll come down and I'll. Keep her until Tilly wakes up. So yeah, hopefully we can get that next to me going, which we'll spend more time. We're currently trying to practice with the nest down here, mm. but we should probably use more of the nest to me, next to me. Maybe we have, maybe we have to do a few movies in bed with the laptop. I was thinking that. I was thinking tonight, post dinner, get ready, get back, get ourselves ready for bed, and then do her sort of like last feed. That's not a last feed, but like her sort of like. 8, 9pm feed in bed. So what's the pl new plan then? So last feed what? Well she always feed about 8, 9 ish, doesn't she? Yeah. And so if we do that in bed, then we can get her settled. Because that's normally when she sleeps for quite a long time after that feed. Normally that's quite a good long feed, and then she'll sleep for at least three hours. Okay, that way we could actually have some snuggle sleep. We can try. She might not sleep three hours off us, obviously, for the first night until she's used to it, but... So, that's been this week in the highs and the lows, with very poor funnies all round. <laughs> so, I've got an item to discuss. Oh, okay. So, back on to sleep. Babies don't really develop a circadian rhythm like adults have for a while. Yes, Instead, they use this thing called sleep pressure, which is just a fancy term for some tired. sort of combination of tired and energy levels, basically. Which means that it's kind of the net effect of how much energy has she gained from her previous sleep versus expended while she's been awake. So I was thinking about ways in which we can try and really stimulate her during her wake times. Mm -hmm. And I've been intrigued by baby TENS machines. We're not doing, no. <laughs> like those little six pack no. activating machines for the baby. Do ridiculous. <laughs> stimulate her muscles <laughs> to tire her out. This is like your dog approach to parenting. Yeah. <laughs> Dan wanted to parent our children through clicker, like you do with a dog. A little. Did I? Yes. That may have been humour, or it may have been no, real. I can't remember. I know you well. Probably. I I still am of the belief that I'm largely going to parent her for the first five years, similar to I would our dog, because for our dog, the main aim is positive reinforcement and reward, and you know, the like. I don't shout no at my dog, punish my dog, or stuff like that. And that's what most people assume when you kind of say, oh, you know, train like your dog. It is largely about love, with... boundaries, yeah. and reward. I agree with all that, but I think we just turn up to the same shit too much with the dog, maybe. When you're tired, we've all been, we've been calling everybody the same name. 
Sometimes I call you Papa. Sometimes I call her Papa. Sometimes I call the dog anything. I don't know. Okay, so that wasn't a very long discussion then today. <laughs> I'm up for simulation. I think there are different forms of simulation, like taking her for a walk outside. Yeah, two in the morning. It's the problem. You can use the sensory cards, the what they're called, the little black and white cards. Yeah, I need to get on them. What I do also do is just have her face, whatever I'm watching, on the screen so she can get her yeah, into, get into the screen, get into the screen straight away. Does it count as a projector? I don't know. I don't know. I just get hooked on that real quick. Yeah. Yeah. The original aim was to minimise screen time, but at week two, I'm always, when Week one, actually, I gave it a go on my phone in bed. <laughs> I was just like, she likes fucking lights, let's put a fireworks show on the phone and see what happens. No. She likes to pretend she's done feeding, pretend to be asleep, and then start going and crying. If, oh yeah, well, if you're listening, you can't, do you know what I'm doing? I'm just going. Fish mouth. Yeah, mouthing. Goldfish pu- puckering. Mouthing and reaching. Oh, she's doing a little smile, which I know is not a smile, but it is really cute. <laughs> There's a new bit. So, I reached out to um, a Reddit community of new parents, asking them for their best poo, puke, and pee <laughs> sort of... I thought they poo and pubes there, like, <laughs> It is, might have been great. Full bush. Poo, puke, and pee horror stories. And there's some good ones, there's some good ones. I'll probably end up reading a few out until I get some, some listeners to send some in, so... If you are listening to this, please do send us some in. It's, uh, it's blabberingpod at gmail.com. But for now, here we go. It was a Thursday night. Rain was consistent through the day. My wife was in the shower. After the sixth poo of the day, as I hear a fussy cry in the distance, by distance I mean five feet away, my daughter woke up from her barely sleep at all now. A wet diaper, I noticed. So there was no soul in sight to change her. I had to be the one to step up to the challenge. What be the father? Yeah, anyway, let's keep going. Okay. As I open the diaper, I see a greenish poo deposit. Then, suddenly, tiny tootaloos. Baby farts, is what they've, they've left that in brackets down now. Tiny tootaloos erupt, and then what looks like and then what looks to be chili cheese sauce comes flying out as if it was a spitting cobra and lands all over my right arm. I look with disgust and shock, like how could I have not reacted quicker with the spidey senses I've practiced having my whole life? Not sure what he does to practice these spidey senses. I'd never, you know, I'd never thought before parenting I need to have quick reactions. Anyhow, as I thought the coast was clear, a fountain of pee comes fluttering up and over as if I was booking a hotel suite at the Bellagio Hotel in Las Vegas. That's one with all the yeah. spiky fountains. My wife finishes a shower, enters the room, looks at me, and at her, and I had a cry for help in my face. I could not finish the job as my whole right arm was out of commission due to all the chili cheese sauce on my arm. My wife laughing and saying, Looks like you got pooped on as well. I then turn to her and say, I also got peed on soon after. We both ended the night in laughter. So I thought that was quite a funny one. I'm not, it's not been that bad. And a story from last week was definitely a lot lighter than that. Yeah. 
No, not a combo. I think that's definitely that's definitely with a boy. Oh no, it's a daughter. So impressive, impressive P pressure to to achieve that. Yeah. She just her sort of trickles. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, if you have any, please send them in. It's blabberingpollock at gmail.com. <laughs> Last week I recorded I'm not a caring parent but and then in between I found out there's actually a podcast called, called I'm loving parent but. Sorry, I said it's I'm not a caring parent but that's the complete opposite of what we're going for here. I'm a neglectful parent. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I love it. <laughs> I do realise it will seem like I've absolutely stolen it off the other podcast, but I actually stole it from the guilty feminist and bastardised it for my own. So if I end up with any any lawsuits and cease and desists, I shall not respond. So this is one of my current frustrations, is that every so often she starts being sick a little bit more. Not lots, but like once, twice a day. And I used to kind of wear a jumper. I've changed my t-shirt, but I'd wear my jumper for maybe like the week. The week? Yeah, because I'd, you know, I'd sweat into my armpits, which are in my t-shirt, and you know, it'd be fine. But now I'm just getting fucking baby chander on them day one. Sometimes within hours. And then switching switching over. I can't get away with that because I seem to be sweating a lot more. I don't know why that's not to the hormones. But generally just smelling. My sweat is way more stinky. Well, I'm stinky, basically is what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Breastfeeding, post-pregnancy has made me real stinky and sweaty. Well, combination, sweaty, so I'm stinky because my sweat has got more smelly. Nice. I know. Which my mother said, so she, she knows she learns my smell knows it's me, but she must have really bad sense of smell if I need to be this stinky. I thought you meant it so your mum learns that it's you. I was like, is the right site going that quickly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the right age of 51, <laughs> she just uses her nose now to. Yeah. It's the only way she can identify me from my other siblings. Ah, the stinky one, too. <laughs> yes. I'm a caring parent, but. I'm a bit fed up with the back pain from all the nappy changing. We're both, I think that's a tall parent issue, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We're both over six foot, and so every time you have to change a nappy, it's a real bending exercise. And so during the nighttime shifts, sometimes I'll do sort of five in the space of five hours, four or five hours. And so it's a lot of sort of getting up, bending down, changing, bending down, and everything's a bit of a rubbish surface. So, yeah. So sometimes I'll sometimes I'll actually delay her a little bit in a hope that she does a combi instead of cause sometimes she'll just do a pee and then 30 minutes later she does a poo and so I try and like resettle her in the hope that she'll just do her poo during the resettling time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna move a sit because then they get all get rash. Yeah, you don't want that. So what's yours then? I think. I'm a loving parent, but sometimes it would be easier if I bought the chance to just warm the little stumps. I don't need hands for anything, they're not doing anything with them. She is, she keeps sucking her thumb. She scratches her face, she scratches yeah. my tip and my nipple. Yeah. Literally, she just grabbed it like this, but like clawed into it, like literally, like on my nipple bit. Like that. She's got quite a strong grip, and was just digging her nails in, and I was like, <laughs> That's what I wanted to do, Baba. That's what I wanted to do. So yeah, stumps. 
Stumps. <laughs> Not <laughs> fully formed hands. <laughs> just, just sausages for a while. Oh, I think we might have a messy nappy. Oh, we might have a messy nappy. Okay, well, it's good that we're pretty much near the end. Alrighty then. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for listening. Baby needs changing. Adios. Ciao, ciao. Hi, my lovelies. Thank you for listening. Can you please like, review and subscribe to our podcast?